Welcome to the Council of Moms. You know, since the dawn of time, people have been raising children, and it's an overwhelming, impossible task, and so we need help. And we have decided to answer the call for this help in a formal Council of Moms where we talk about parenting issues, where we really get into it. We share stories, successes, and failures, laughing along the way to learn something and to make life better for not just ourselves, but for others as well. So I'm really excited about this Council of Moms today. Um, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Lisa Valentine Clark. My kids have broken a lot of things. but they had a, a, a particular talent of breaking VCRs. Yeah, that will date me. Back in the day, we had a couple of VCRs broken, one by a peanut butter sandwich that was inserted, another one by lots of little um, goldfish crackers over time. Uh, so I keep a running list of the broken items so that when my children hit it big, they can write me a big fat check. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Um, And also on the Council of Moms and items that their children have broken are... My name is Elizabeth Palmer, and I have a running list of things that my kids have broken, including vacuums. There's two of them that the hose are now detached, and they've had to go into the dumpster. The bathroom drain, which I don't even know how they successfully pulled that off, but we can't take baths at our house, in case you're wondering. And I don't even know when the last time their bathroom has been cleaned, but... um, (laughs) We also have towel rack holders that have been pulled out of the wall because my children are unruly and they think my house is a jungle gym. You know, it's a good time over at our place. I'm Suzanne Clark, and I will second the emotion of the towel rack. We had a hanging on the towel rack, and I'm just going to add that we've never owned a home. We've been eternal renters, so it's always a big pickle when something happens at our house. And we've also had several um, balls through the wall. Oh. Balls that were thrown and just launched right into the drywall. and. Um, I successfully hit it for my husband by stacking, like, water bottles in front of the damage for a couple of months until I could repair it. I'm Jen Johnson. Let's see. Let's start with the most expensive, the car. (gasps) The car first. Well, the car twice. Um, The front door, the sink. And then I remember one evening where I hear, Mom, man down, man down. It was my (laughs) eight-year-old daughter. And she had thrown a pillow so hard at her brother that he had hit the closet door and and had fallen off, and he'd fallen into the closet. So, yeah. Good times. Good times. (laughs) And, of course, all of our children have broken our hearts at one time or another. (laughs) Just just for dramatics. Right, it has squeezed that in. Well, thank you for being assembled here on the Council of Moms where we just gotta figure stuff out. And I'm gonna ask you the hardest question, the question that I think that we'll be discussing for generations to come, so no pressure or anything. But uh, we asked our audience on social media, so on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, like what questions do you have for the Council of Moms? You've seen it, like what what are, and this question came up more than once and it was how do you find time to do everything? And it's kind of a question about balance, but not always, right? And specifically, a couple of the questions were how do you find time to do what you really need and want to do? You know, so how do you find time to nurture your relationship with a spouse or raise your kids or give your career, the, have hobbies, serve other people, take care of your parents. I mean, the list of things that 
we could talk about is big. But I would love to know what your perspective is when other parents ask you, how do you find time to do all the things that you need to do and want to do? <laughs> Let's be real. You're not going to do it all. And not an all in one day. Like there are only 24 hours in a day. Sleep is absolutely necessary. Yeah. You need to sleep. And it's a lot. Um I honestly feel like sometimes there are days where you just have to pick what needs to get done today mm. and focus on that, right? But when you're so stressed and overwhelmed, that is your sign that you're not doing enough of what you actually want and what is fueling your life. And so that's when you have to like prioritize that and you have to say, hey, these other things that are really important, they're not as important as this and you have to switch but it's hard knowing when that time is and when do you flip the the paradigm, right? Yeah, that switch and knowing when when it's uh, how, how do you know when it's time to go into needs versus want mode? If I'm being honest, I always want my wants. <laughs> they <Yeah>. come first. <laughs> and then it's like, oh crap, our like our whole life is in crisis. We probably need to do the needs. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so I take a backwards I approach. Like that. It's you're fun though. You're I know. <laughs> so yeah. I think I'm a weak fun parent. <laughs> I think I found in my life that uh, putting spirituality first, if I keep my life in order spiritually, then certainly the rest of the day and the week seems to uh, fall in line better. And the second thing I think that I do is rituals and routines. If you have a date night on Friday night with your husband, if you have a time once a month on a Sunday or whatever day that you talk to your kids about things and find out how things are going, I think if you have rituals and routines in your life that you know you're just going to do them, when the time comes, then I think things seem to, at least you can get the things done that are important if you make those priorities and plan for them. Yeah, I like that. Like the specifics too, like date night's Friday or like on Sunday we have... We interview our kids and and really connect or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I've seen you do that. I think that it there is a lot to that because then it takes the thinking and reevaluating out. It seems like I'm constantly like, you know, out of whack or trying to reevaluate, solve the problem over and over again. For me, it's been it's a little different now because I'm looking back because my kids are all grown up now. They're 20, 27, and then I have my adopted daughter who's came into my life when she was 18, and she's 34. And I watch her with her little ones trying to manage all that. And sometimes I get a little nostalgic going, oh, I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. But I was a single mom, so I did the best I could. I agree with Suzanne that uh, if your spirituality is where it needs to be, whatever that looks like for you, that will help you keep centered. And then I had a friend give me a tiny little piece of paper when I was um, first became a single mom, and it said, there is no way to be a perfect mom, but there are a thousand ways to be a good one. And I just took that to heart, and I found little moments where I could do something a little bit extra. But there were times where, I mean, work, callings in our church, school activities, money situation, there's just a lot. But you take the good moments when they come, and... Uh, that's what I look back on and remember the most. And then going forward, I try to have keep a really good relationship with my kids, keep talking. Their, their usual phrase to me is, Mom, TMI. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, sorry, too much? Okay, I'll back off because I just, I don't have any filter with them. I realize 
you can't have filter with your kids. You just have to ask them, especially nowadays with what's happening in the world. And so they're just like, TMI, mom, TMI. But uh, I do try and keep an open conversation with them as they are older now, which I think is really important. I think that's such a great perspective because a lot of times, yeah, you have to kind of see how everything sort of shook out, have some time to process it, and then be able to look out back. So I think that perspective is really valuable. So when you look back on different phases in your life, um, when can you like identify of like, oh, that was a, I, it was a good period of time. It was a good run where it seemed like everything was balanced or everything felt good. If I say balanced hesitantly because I, I, I don't think it's um, possible to have a perfectly balanced life. I, I think that there are times and seasons of you're focused on this a little bit more than you're focused on that. You know, it kind of it ranges. But if you can think back to a time where you felt like it, it felt good, it felt like you were living your life in a way where the needs and the wants were in alignment. I think alignment maybe is a better word for that. What were the circumstances surrounding that? Yeah, I totally remember the young mom phase where I felt like we had flow, like our family had a flow, it had a system. And, and you know, the routine, as much as I wanted it, like the whole, we're going to do our family devotional at this time, we're going to, you know, have meals at this time. That just did not exist, right? But flow could um, because as a young mom with an infant and toddler, you're napping when they nap, right? And it's unrealistic to think that you're going to have this perfect flow with a baby and and the, the toddler. But I just absolutely loved that phase of life because what mattered most to me was family time was my spiritual connection. It was my kids and, you know, the friendships. Like if I could focus on what my inner circle was and their needs were good, it didn't look beautiful at a certain time, then we were good. Mm -hmm. And the flow was there. Mm -hmm. Like that part to me was so magical, the young mom phase of just letting go of the shoulds. You know, that that's when we had flow young toddler baby phase. Yeah, I agree with that. I think for me it was more like the kids are all in elementary, junior high, and you're doing your, you know, little league and dance classes. And it seemed to be when you were in a routine of things, right, of school and after school and homework and dinner and all of the things. But I also do remember being grumpy about it at the time Yeah, of kicking against it. Like, I hate that I'm always driving to Little League. I spent my life driving to Little League practice until I had this epiphany one day of like, stop fighting against it. This is what you do right now. You're driving to Little League practice and it won't always be that way. There'll come a time when that'll be in the past. So stop being grumpy about it and just get on board with it. And as soon as I said, this is what we do right now. This is what our life looks like right now then it got a lot easier to do all of those things and the routine flowed and felt good and it was a positive time. <laughs> <laughs> you know she has something good. Well. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just, I, it, it's different when you're a single parent. It really is. Uh, but I was very lucky. I had wonderful friends. I had family nearby that helped out quite a bit. Uh, their cousins were close. Uh, just a few blocks away. And so uh, once school started and they were both in school and, 
and I was um, able to, you know, get home right after work, and they did their thing, and it kind of, it kind of felt like a flow. I can't honestly say I don't think it ever flowed so that we were this perfectly comfortable, but that's okay because we would grow a lot, and yeah, I mean, my kids are so far apart in age; they're seven years, and uh, the one thing I do remember is uh, we would go, you know. We would get home from, I would get home from work, I'd pick them up, we'd come home, and we'd go to the grocery store or whatever, and they would run and chase each other through the grocery store, and I'm sure everybody was really mad, but I thought it was hilarious. And I just thought, okay, we're doing okay. This yeah. is, they get, they're getting along great. I'm working full-time. They're still adjusting okay. They have family. We come home. We have, you know, they do homework. We have dinner. Everybody does shower, baths, bed, and we start the next day. So... Yeah, I mean, there was a flow to it for a while. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to—it was never easy. No, it never it's never easy. picture I don't perfect, think right? It was, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's easy for any mom. Uh, but that's okay because you learn a lot. And it's okay. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that because, you know, for— most of my kids' childhood, you know, uh, they had two parents. And now I think because I became a, a single parent, suddenly I really— and because he w- w- had been handicapped and living with the, you know, I, the the shock of parenting as a solo parent, even having, and Christopher would let me tease him about this, even a, a disabled <laughs> husband, you know, father who couldn't move or speak was still so, so helpful. Like, and I was shocked at, how much guilt and how off balanced and how how am I supposed to do everything? Uh, most people are single parent. I mean, that's just the reality that we live. And so I want to acknowledge that too. That I w- I was really surprised because I thought I had slowly gotten used to it and I I didn't at all. It it is and and I had to come to terms with that very like dramatically of oh you there's no way. Because I thought, I'll figure it out. I'll just work harder. Lisa's always <laughs> Because that's how I am. And I was like, oh, you're going to kill yourself. If, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I went through that phase. And it, was, and, yeah. and it was hard. It was really hard. I would do all the mom stuff, yeah. get home from work, do all the mom stuff, mom stuff, mom stuff. Yeah. And then at 11.30 p.m., I would start doing the dishes. Yeah. And then at 12.30, the laundry yes. and clean yeah. up the house. And I was going to bed at 2 and getting up at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. And a friend said to me, you cannot do that. Yeah. You, the house can wait. The clothes can wait. But I felt such anger of like, but these are things I want. I want these things. I want a clean house. I don't want, you know, I want to mother my children this way. I want I want all of this. Like, I want all my wants. And, you know. I want all my ducks lined up in a row. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> and so if I just can crack the code and get a tip or a trick, if I can just learn the best time management, then I will get everything done. And... I don't have to tell you what happened. It was, I went crazy. I mean, I just, there you. I didn't get enough sleep. And I thought, oh, this is so sad now. I have to mourn that I can't have all the good things that I want for my kids. And that is part of time management. That is part of balance, balancing it all. And aligning is, is being able to know that you're going to have to give up some good things. Some things that you don't want to give up, but you have to in order to live a good life. 
I think maybe, as I had mentioned, of just getting on board with this is what your yes. life looks like right now. Yeah. But it Suck won't it always be that way. There will come a time when you can clean the house yeah. and do the things the way you want to. But that day might not be today. So you just get on board that today yeah. doesn't look like that, but it doesn't mean that it never will. There's hope That's out very there helpful. for me. But that today or this month or this year, this is what it looks like. And I'm okay with that. If you yeah. can decide to acknowledge that this is what it looks like now and that's okay. I Don't you think that some moms have a, just a, a different, just love of a different face, right? So like I can say, oh, just wait till your kids are a little bit older. But like really, like when my kids were little, I was like, oh, that's what I love. You know, but everyone's different. And those kinds of phases you also, I think, have to take in consideration when you're talking about, well, how am I going to find time to sort of do it all? You know, sometimes your your gifts and your talents just shine in different times in your lives, and sometimes they don't. And um, I think leaning into that can be really helpful instead of trying to just say it'll always be one way. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Can I be honest? Yes. Please. That's what this is okay. all about. I would hear these messages of like, you just need to do this. You need to wake up earlier. Yeah. And honestly, that would trigger the crap out of me mm-hmm. because I'm like— I already feel overextended. I'm already at my wit's end. I can't take on anymore. There was a period of my life where I had a husband, and then there's a period of my life where I don't have one, right? And hearing those things, that checklist, Mm -hmm. is daunting in both phases. It didn't matter which one I was in. And it was brutal to hear that. You need to do more as a woman. You need to take on more. Nurturing kids is a lot, no matter what else you got going on just in your world. Just responding to their needs. Yes. Yeah. Being that mom and just being their friend and being the one that helps them, like, get meals in their bodies and somewhat functioning. I don't know. We have a Pop-Tart phase right now that's going on. It's not healthy. Okay. But <laughs> it's there. There's food in the house, okay? That's all I can tell you. It was so overwhelming to hear, now you need to do this. Now you need to do this. So I love the idea of flow. Because my flow is not going to look like anybody else's flow. And what I prioritize right now is what I prioritize right now. And just letting those expectations go of the checklist has been such a release of pressure. Where I'm just like, I don't want to do that. So I think that's really wise. I've always had a hard time with that. I like that. I also, to go along with that, I I see this with my oldest, and, and you know her, just to stop comparing yourself to the women around you because you don't know what they're going through. Her three girls just dote on her and you don't see what a good mom you are when you're in the thick of it. But I'm standing on the outside watching going, you are doing a great job. And I wish that we could do that more to uh, the younger moms around us and say, you're doing a great job. You know, yeah, they're dressed. Good job. They had they had something to eat, and they're smiling. And, yeah, they could be throwing blocks at each other, but that's okay. Just enjoy it. You know, don't let any bodily harm happen. But you're doing great, Mom. And just tell yourself that once in a while. I, I wish that um, I would... I'm going to try and do that more with the women around me, the young moms, and say, you're doing a great job. Oh, yeah. I think it's so important because we are in a society now where we're, we really are set up against each other. Oh, for sure. You know, oh, what type of mom do you do? What, what do you, how do you do this? How do you do that? It's like, it, it, it's really a toxic environment online and in real life. It, it always kind of has been, right? Like there's yeah, this competition, sure. but if we could just flip it 
by by pointing out the things that are working for that and that's going and acknowledging that it's going to look different in each of our families because we're we have different kids and we are different Mm -hmm. that that does I don't know that helps me like not be so hard on myself Absolutely. I just came back from being with my daughter on the East Coast who just moved and she's expecting. And, you know, I went in to like fill up the cupboards with food and help them put the house together and do all of the things. And she was feeling really overwhelmed and and humbled of like, you're doing all these things for me. And I wanted her to understand that there's a time and a season for, for all those things. One day you'll be the mom that be able to, you know, come and, and do all of these things for your kids. But this time... You know, you're on the, I guess the thing we said is that sometimes you have to know when to be a good receiver and when to be a good giver. And I found as a woman in my life, I'm oftentimes not a very good receiver, but it's so important. So I think, again, acknowledging the times and seasons of your life of when you're going to just cope and hold on and make it through the day fed and well at the end of the day. And then other times when you were able to give back to others or to help and and, and certainly important, to, like you said, to do that for other moms and other women around us to yeah. give love and encouragement. Oh, that's changed my whole life is the encouragement of other women who I love and admire. Just it's it saved me, especially as a mom. When I was 12 years old, I read this book, Cheaper by the Dozen. You've probably seen the movie, but it was about this um, uh, mother and father who were scientists. Anyway, they were time management experts and they had all these kids, right? And it was based on a true story and everything like that. Something clicked in my 12-year-old brain and I was obsessed with like time management because I was like, if you could crack the code and figure out like how to brush your teeth faster and how to, um, you know, eat, eat prep and eat breakfast faster and then all throughout your day, then you would crack the code so that you would have all this quote unquote extra time to do all the fun things, the things that you really, really wanted to spend your life doing. And I really thought all growing up in into my adulthood, you just got to figure out how to use time wisely, you guys. That's it. Like, And then it's like math. It's a science and we can crack the code. So I've always been obsessed with like, okay, how much time would meal prepping save me? How much time would like doing all this stuff at, at night when the kids are asleep save me the next day? And then I don't know, I, I'm sure it was just total exhaustion and being hit to the wall of like raising five kids. I was like, where's the saved time? Where's <laughs> all this time I've been saving? Where did it go? But I, it was a fool's errand, Right. No planner, no app was going to save me, you know? And and so the thing I think that has been trickiest for me is the transitions. I feel like, okay, we got it. I got to figure it out. This is when I exercise. I need this. This is when I, you know, eat. I got to eat. This is how much sleep I need. It's more than I thought I did. I need a lot of sleep, you know? And adjusting my schedule, like, okay, here we go. And then some life event, your kids have a different schedule. They're different ages. Anything, any little butterfly, (laughs) wing, (laughs) breeze that knocks your whole schedule off and you've got to adjust it again and again and again. That's the adjustment and the transitions of different phases of life have have been remarkably difficult for me. Um, 
Has there anything that you have found, and I'm not asking for an app or a tip or trick, no, but just like a philosophy or something that has helped you in the transitions of life when you know you need, things are off balance with time, uh, needs are being met. And, and so that transition, that first part, that's just so hard. Anything that's helped you with that? Well, for me, I'm, I'm really lucky with my work. I'm surrounded by women. And so I, I talk to those around me, get their perspective. I have some friends that uh, are probably 10, 20 years older than me and so wise. And they'll give me some really great insight. For example, I, I told one of them, I said, you know, my kids are usually gone on Thursday nights. You know, they go out with friends and things. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 9.30 and I'm going to get up at 6.30 and it, I'm going to get so much sleep and it's going to be great. And then my daughter comes in at 12.30, you know, after being with friends and she, she comes and sits on my bed and she's like, mom, are you awake? <laughs> and I'm thinking, but I, I need, I was going to get nine hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but instead... I end up visiting with her, and it turns into a wonderful opportunity. Whereas, you know, I try and talk to her in the kitchen during the day, and she's like, don't talk to me. Who are you? (laughs) But then she comes in at night, and she sits down on my bed, and she's ready to share and show me some funny videos. And I'm like, okay, who needs sleep? It's go time. It's go time. And so I just remember my, my friend telling me, you know, it's good to have structure. It's It is. It's good to say, okay, this is... This is when I go to work. This is when I this is when I exercise. This is come home, make dinner. This is when I I you know read or whatever the but it's okay when it doesn't work out. Don't get too hung up on it has to be this way because it's not going to be that way. And if you get flustered every single minute or every single moment that something goes wrong, you're going to be flustered all the time. So just you know, relax a little bit. That's what she told me. And I did. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I think of the Friends episode, if you're familiar with Friends, where they're bringing the couch up and Ross just keeps yelling, pivot. (laughs) I try and say that when, you know, you're going, all of a sudden you're going along and you're doing all the things and then you have a doctor appointment where you get news you didn't expect or a phone call from your kids or something throws you off. I just think pivot. We're just going to change direction and go this way and that's okay and the other things will you know straighten themselves out one way or another it'll all be all right but yeah i like to think of the pivot when i get <laughs> something unexpected the butterfly still wing. or rigid isn't right it, you know isn't going to help that same friend gave me a, a little uh, sign or a little uh, framed inside it says the key to it all is flexibility yeah <laughs> i thought okay okay i can do it i, I can do it more we got to stretch yeah. more. <laughs> I think we all have such like unique strengths. Like I loved listening to you guys because I'm like, oh yeah, that, that, that is helpful. And that too. Yeah. Um, mine is just to be kind to yourself when you're in a transition phase, because I try so hard and work so hard to be a good mom. Like that I'm almost like taking on that load and that identity where like, I want to be a really good mom, right? That it's, it's heavy sometimes. And things are going to transition. Nothing ever stays the same. Nothing's guaranteed to you, in case you're wondering. Like, you can do all the right things. Secrets out. Yep. Life's going to happen. And just being kind to yourself as you figure out your new flow has been my biggest help of 
it's okay. Things look a little crazy right now and they might for a really long hot minute, but it's going to be fine. Like basic needs are met and we're good. Mm -hmm. I think my secret weapon is surrounding myself with people who I admire, you know, like I, I, we joke about this all the time of like, oh, the council of moms and everything. But I'm like, no, the council of moms comes out from like a really like real place for me of I don't know what to do. And I would read articles and books and, you know, I would research it. That's, and then I would sort of put that aside and then go talk to the people that I admire. This is why I think that it's so important to have friends of different ages, different backgrounds, different experiences, because you never know what's coming to. And they can give you such a great perspective and they can see things that you can't see in your own tunnel vision. And so I think this has been a great discussion um, because of that, because of your generosity for being here and sharing your experience and your different life experience. So thank you for a great discussion. And thank you for joining the Council of Moms. And remember that you can create your own Council of Moms. You, you really should. It's great. I highly recommend it. Thank you for listening to the Council of Moms. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Find us on any of the podcast platforms. And if you have a question for the Council of Moms, please leave a comment for us on The Lisa Show on Instagram or Facebook. Facebook.